so much can happen in just one week. Seven days. Sometimes it goes by really fast, and sometimes it can pack a whole lot of stuff. A week ago, um, a few of your uh, youth department uh, and I were on our way back from one week abroad. And um, it's just seven days, but it felt like, I don't know, a month long. We were in so many different places, saw so many different things, ate so many different stuff things we're not used to. It was fantastic. And uh, uh, we are super grateful, myself, Marvin and Sune, Pamela and April, uh, Michelle, Megan, Tanya, Joseph and Marcel, we're super grateful for the opportunity that you gave us to travel to Peru uh, on a mission trip. We know that we were there as representatives of this church, ambassadors uh, for your good name. And um, in a couple of weeks, we hope to tell you much more in detail about what we did and how God blessed us. But I just want you to know how grateful we are uh, for your prayers, uh, for your continued support, and for just giving us this opportunity. It was amazing, right? We had a great, we had a fantastic time. One of the coolest things that we get to experience uh, when you take a trip of this kind is uh, how different people are in other parts of the world. Um, not necessarily how they dress, although we did find that a little different, but just, just the way about them, their demeanor, uh, the way they talk, how they live. Um, you're accustomed to just seeing what you're used to. But you go there, and we were on the other side uh, of the continent here. We're in South America, and, 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 and we were away from the main cities. We were out in the jungle, and uh, we just saw like, people living what seemed to be a very different life in a very different world. And what's unique about that is when you come back to the States, it makes you very appreciative of lots of things that you normally take for granted, like being dry. Just, you know, dry. <laughs> um, like uh, having water that you can actually see through um, and uh, not having to swat bugs every two seconds. I mean, uh, just things that you take for granted. One of the coolest things as we uh, came back into the States and we were driving, driving home was to notice, maybe for the first time in a long time, how wide the car lanes are here in the U.S. I mean, you could put a semi through that. Um, they're wide. Uh, it's one of those things. God bless America, Right? God bless America. And in fact, we came back at just the right time, feeling ultra patriotic because we've been blessed in this fantastic country where you can set off fireworks and no one is actually being killed. And, you know, just fantastic things. We were super grateful. I think being, a, being abroad gives you a, a deeper understanding. And so as we returned this week and as, um, as I was uh, hanging out with my family, uh, we made it a point to enjoy not just America, but San Diego in particular. We visited a few cities on this trip, but let me tell you, you and I, we live in a very blessed city, amen? I mean, when I first got here, I was amazed how blasé you guys were about San Diego. This place is amazing, but you sit here long enough, even two years, and you're just like, yeah, San Diego, but go abroad for a little while, and then you'll come back and go, yes, yes. So we went to, uh, uh, we went to Imperial Beach. Uh, we went um, to uh, Point Loma this week. I mean, I'll try to take it all in because we live in a blessed city. It's fantastic. 
uh, nice cloud cover at times where the sun peeks through. It, it's phenomenal. And uh, as we've been back this week, we've just been grateful to God for how he has blessed us to be part of this community, to be part of this church, to be part of this family, and blessed us with all these many things. And also, he has blessed us with provision. I want to talk to you this morning about, or this afternoon shortly, about how God continues to provide. It's something that we've known. Our parents have told us. They've taught us when we were little, trust in God. He will take care of you. We sing songs like that. We sing songs about how God is faithful and how he's constant and how he's always going to take care of you. But oftentimes in this country and in the life that we live, we live such comfortable and easygoing lives that we kind of take it for granted that we need God. And sometimes it takes you kind of risking yourself a little bit, putting yourself out there before you can actually challenge the notion that there is a God who can and will provide when you actually need him. And I'm here to tell you today that God does provide, that he is faithful, and that he continues to be so even when you and I don't fully recognize how much we need and depend on him. But this past couple of weeks have been a lesson on how God provides. I remember specifically um, with two of our missionaries, they were kind of going back and forth whether or not they were going to be able to go on a trip. And you'll hear these stories in a couple of weeks. But I told them, if you want to go, God will provide. And he did. He did just that. You know what he did? God sent us some wonderful adults to go on this trip. Amen? Um, I mean, God provided Marvin and Sune and Pamela just wonderful people. We had a marvelous time. And I did not know who was going to go with me when we, when we proposed this idea. I, didn't, I knew I needed people to come along, but I did not know. And God sent some wonderful young missionaries on this trip. God provides. He always provides uh, material things for you, but he always, and I want to talk about this, this today, he also always provides the right leadership. He gave us Wonderful people, and Marvin and Sune and Pamela, to take us on this trip, to support and encourage our young people. But while we were there in Peru, we met the local um, church and its leaders. We did not meet a pastor. We met the head elder, and we met uh, the director of missions, who was a gentleman whose picture you'll see uh, in a couple of weeks, who came along with us. And uh, he was a, a tall and pretty big guy, and he knew how to do everything. He knew how to mix cement. He knew how to nail boards. He knew how to play worship songs. Uh, this was just the right kind of person to take us on this trip. He was a man of faith, a man of provision. And God always provides. I want to tell you this morning that God is faithful. He is faithful in the past. He is faithful in the present. And he will be faithful in the future. And he has been good to us as a church in the same way that he provided for those of us that traveled and for the other missionaries that we have sent out. He has been faithful to us as a church. I decided to um, share with you, and I shared this morning, but I'd like to do it again, a little bit about your church, this community of faith here. Uh, some of you may be familiar with its history, some maybe not. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And I'm going to read this. This is from Dr. Reiner, who wrote this many, many years ago. He said, the present Bonita Valley Seventh-day Adventist Church had its beginnings in the fall of 1969 when a few residents of this valley decided that it was time to start a church to encourage their children and others who had been neglecting the privilege of regular church attendance. 
Their enthusiasm was rewarded when on Sabbath, January 3, 1970, marked the first church service of this company, the Bonita Valley Seventh-day Adventist Company. With no minister to lead them, the founding members had an enjoyable time in the operation of their own services of praise to the Lord. With the kindness of Father McGuire of the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd, located behind the old store in Bonita, the little band was on his way, meeting in Father McGuire's church. The enthusiasm of this little group was rewarded by increased participation of youth and additional people and membership. And in time, the conference decided that we would succeed, and they sent us a pastor. February 1975, the Bonita Valley Company became the Bonita Valley Church. Many years ago, God provided leadership, people of vision, people who had an idea and a dream and a desire to build and grow a church in this community. Sure, there was a church just a few miles down the way in Chula Vista. Sure, there was a church just a few more miles in Paradise Valley. But God placed a dream in a handful of people to build this church. And they did. They came together. They prayed together. And they began to meet at the um, Episcopal Church. I, I want to show a picture of that. Can you put up that first picture, photo one? Right there. Uh, Daryl, are you in that picture? Probably, right? <laughs> that, uh, that's, the, as far as I know, the oldest recorded picture we have of this company um, down in the Episcopal Church, just down the way. Gathering people and enthusiasm from the valley, from the different churches, they got together and began to praise together, began to worship God. No need for a pastor. They, amongst the membership, began to lead. And, and what I want you to see here is that God is faithful in always providing what the community of faith needs. Our scripture for today comes from the book of Psalms. Just leave that picture up there for now. And uh, I'm going to read it to you. If you brought a Bible, you can follow along with me. It's in, in chapter 100 of the book of Psalms. It's a short psalm, but one that's important. And uh, if you've got it, you can open it up in your Bibles. And it says this, verse 1. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness and come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God and it is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations. As I read and, and, and meditated on this text, that's the phrase that stuck out to me, that God is faithful through all generations. This picture here represents a generation that came long before us. This picture represents a generation of people who gathered together, understanding that God had given them a vision and a dream and a goal to raise up a church and a community. They're no longer part. Some have moved on. Some have passed on. But this picture represents God's faithfulness in our past. Can I see the next picture, please? Sometime later, uh, in 1975, when they were... Uh, <clears throat> made into an actual church, uh, they decided that they needed to um, build. So after prayer and, and, and uh, seeking God and, and joining ideas and forces, they came upon the land that you and I are presently sitting in, and they had a groundbreaking ceremony. 
I don't know if you can see the, the eucalyptus trees from the back. You recognize that? That's, so they're exactly like right there, maybe a little, a little ways back. Um, there wasn't any housing projects uh, of any kind down here. It was just a mound. Uh, if you were here then or if you passed through here. And so they're having a, a groundbreaking ceremony in the late 1970s. And uh, <clears throat> their story says here that in September 23, 1978, Bonita Valley church members met for the last time in the church that had been their home the last eight years down there um, at the Church of the Good Shepherd. And after Sabbath school, they had a prayer by Ted Hansen, the lay leader, and they all got into their cars and they met a motorcade up to this, to, the, to, the, to where we are currently. And they had their first service 1978, right here. Uh, I have the bulletin. <laughs> um, and, and, and so I want you to see how God provided for this church uh, back then with people who had a passion and a dream, and they saw that all the way through to fruition from the moment the shovels first went in until this building was actually constructed. So I've learned a little bit about it. I'd like to share some of it with you. I've asked, because when I first got here, I wondered... It's an unusually shaped shirt, not your typical A-frame. Uh, and they said that somebody had a specific inspiration for what it was supposed to feel like in here. And I asked about the, you know, the, the sliding doors. The story I was told was that uh, one of the ladies in the church had recently been to Hawaii and, uh, and uh, visited a church. I think it was the Kaneohe Church in Hawaii, which has shutters for windows. And they're normally they're wide open, and the breeze blows through during the service. So they decided that that's the way they would construct it. So these doors are meant to be open, and the breeze is supposed to blow through here. But, obviously, when the built, when church was built, you wouldn't be looking at roofs. Um, it was uh, just like a marsh down here in, in, in the valley, and birds and would be flying, and it was beautiful, uh, I'm sure, when they first built it. That was the idea. And it took uh, some creative energy and some dedication on the part of leadership. And, and God is faithful because he always provides just the right kind of leaders for that time when he needs to do certain things. I want to tell you a little bit about these leaders. Can I see the next picture, please? You will undoubtedly recognize this picture uh, if you've been hanging out in our lobby at any time. It's on our wall. These are the founders of our church. Um, you might recognize, I know it's kind of small, you might recognize some people in there. A lot of these uh, members have, like I said, moved on or passed on, uh, but we have a special few uh, that are still in our church community that we love and cherish deeply. Um, I remember some of the people in this picture because uh, I went to school with some of them. There, there are some young people in the back there. Uh, so I, I remember the, the Bonita Church and, and how um, most of my classmates when I was a little kid at the academy used to attend here. And there's a reason for that, which I'll explain to, to you in a, little, in a little bit. But if you look at this closely, these are the founding members of our church, uh, or at least uh, most of them. You will recognize, like I said, some wonderful faces in there uh, that we want to give honor to God for this morning. Because, like I said, God is faithful through all generations, and in the generation of the past, he has given us significant leadership. Um, and I want us to honor someone in particular today. Can I see the next picture, please? Let's see if you can recognize them. Anybody recognize that uh, handsome young man? 
Um, yes, uh, an unmistakable smile, one that has graced this church community for many, many years. Uh, let's see the next picture, please. Yes, yes. Uh, Captain Jack uh, and his wife, Donna. Uh, let's take a look at the next picture, please. Yes. Uh, Captain Jack and his wife, Donna, uh, who have been part, they, their, mem- their names are on the first roll. Uh, when this church was formed. Uh, They were here. They were here when it began. They're part of that community of people who gathered together under God's leading and had a dream and had a vision for what could be right where you're sitting today. Um, uh, Time and duty took them away for a little while, and then they returned uh, to be with us. And we are so grateful uh, for everything that you have done for us as a church family. Because I know, uh, like most of you, you have a similar story. You came to church one day and you saw them at the door. You got a hug and, and a handshake and, uh, and you just felt like you were at home. And through their loving ministry, many, many of you have become part of this faith community. God raised up the right people at the right time. Uh, Captain Jack and his wife serve in our church community in many different ways. Board chair, they've been greeters uh, for like, I don't know, 40 years. Uh, heads of the decorating committee, finance committee, deacons, maintenance. Uh, they have served our community in so many different ways. And it's just a, important for us to acknowledge that in, the, in these wonderful people, the presence of God has been here. This is how God is faithful with us because he gives us the right people, the right kind of leadership. Just this past week, um, Captain Jack on July 3rd celebrated his birthday. So would you please help me in, uh, uh, well, uh, giving thanks to him and his wife for their um, dedication and service to our church. I want to just take a moment to say, um, Captain Jack, how grateful we are, how truly honored we are, the men of this community, to have you as part of our church. Earlier this year, um, a few of us guys got together and we, we did a Bible study uh, on, uh, on manhood. And one of the uh, lessons that we learned there was that um, there are different facets of manhood. And, and, and one uh, specific fa- facet of manhood uh, talks about how... Um, men should carry themselves with dignity and nobility and to look for the protection of others. Um, And though we have authority to not wield that uh, with a heavy hand. And um, in our conversations, we always thought of you. We thought you were just the the great example of uh, of manhood, of Christian manhood, someone who has authority and has um, the right to tell us anything he wants. But he carries that with such grace. And so we are super grateful for the example that you have left us as a church, especially as men. So on behalf of all of us, thank you very much, Captain Jack. I also want to tell you that in the past, um, God has blessed the church community with not just dedicated service and loving and kindness and generosity, but with real creative leadership. Can I see the next picture, please? This is a helicopter, and it's parked in our um, parking lot. Do you notice? Do you recognize the parking lot there? Right up here on this first shelf. 
uh, during the time when this place was being constructed and along the way, uh, there needed to be some replacement done, some, uh, some heating and air conditioning uh, things, and they needed to be placed on the roof. And so we hired a helicopter to help us put this on the roof. I don't know if the next picture is going to turn out right, but let's try it. Okay, you have to look like this. <laughs> but we hired, you can go back to the previous one. We hired a helicopter to lift the units and then to land them on our roof. Now that's outside of the box thinking. Most people would have tried the good old, you know, let's just try to push it up there, see what happens. But somebody along the way said, no, we need to do it differently. We need to find a different and more efficient way. So we hired a helicopter. That's cool. Um, I think it's strange. I don't know how much it cost. I asked. The story is that the helicopter picked it up was moving over, and then suddenly there was a gust of wind, and it almost toppled over. But uh, lo and behold, we managed to get the unit up on our, on our roof. But it took leadership of a different kind. People who were able to think creatively, think outside the box, and to give uh, a vision to the ideas that would set forth. And today we want to honor people of creativity and a vision. Can I see the next picture, please? See if you recognize this person. Skip. Anybody recognize that person? Handsome young man, there he is. Let's see the next one. Yes. Dr. Crandall, who sits uh, in our midst today, was joined with his family and they moved to San Diego. They were members of the Paradise Valley Church. Um, but I'd like to read you the story. Uh, <clears throat> it, it, it's brief. But I think it's important. In the year uh, 1969, Dr. Warren Fish and his family moved to Bonita to set up a practice in the Paradise Valley area. Dr. Milton Fredrickson, I just want you to know, had hosted a get acquainted social in the, at their home in honor of the fishes. So there was a Milton involved. Okay, just keep that in mind. <clears throat> the Fullers and the Crandalls were seated at the same table talking when Dr. Fuller asked the question, have you ever thought of having a church in Bonita? I know of an old church building that's for sale, the Wesleyan Church. Mrs. Crandall's immediate reaction and answer was, no, not really. We already have eight churches in the San Diego County, and besides, Chula Vista and Paradise Valley churches are so close. Her answer was quick, but the seed had been planted. And she became more and more intrigued with the idea and began to spread the word to her friends in Bonita as well as other areas. The person you see right there, Dottie Crandall, is the person who felt a dream. In her own words, she had a deep impression to plant a church where you are. And she began to work with her friends, with the support of their husbands, and with their acquaintances to gain interest and, and propose the idea. It took people who were willing to think beyond what already existed, to think beyond the uh, hindrances and the obstacles, to dream up this place that you are now being blessed by, this community of faith. Sure, there was lots of people who may have come along and said, why do that? Why bother? Why work on that? But, but Dottie and her friends and her husband and his friends got together and they began to think and to dream. I believe 
The God is faithful through all the generations by giving us people who can dream. By giving us people who can see when others cannot. By giving us people who will act on a dream, on a vision, and move towards something and build towards something that doesn't yet exist. And God was faithful to us and to this community in the past with this wonderful family. Can I see the next picture, please? He gave us this uh, amazing couple. Um, I know because I'm reading her letters. Uh, Dorothy Crandall, church clerk, who wrote this, these, these words. She says she kept writing the conference and telling them, we've got something going on here. And the conference paid no mind until she kept writing and writing. And then I have a letter from the president uh, addressed to Sister Crandall. <laughs> She says, I've been getting your mails about all these families. If you send me a list of all the names, maybe we'll meet with you. And boom, she had a list. Next letter. Here it is. I put it together and I have the list in my hand of all the people ready to sign up to build this church. It took this special family joining with the others to a different kind of leadership, a visionary leadership to see what was not yet there, but by God's grace could be there. And today we want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to Dr. Crandall for his loyalty and for his service here in our community all of these years. Do you know that Dr. Crandall... Do you know that Dr. Crandall and his son, um, and with a few others, put together the siding that's on our walls, on, on, on the exterior... Sunday after Sunday, they came and glued and nailed and put it up. It's by their hard work and their dedication, their ability to dream about something that wasn't yet there, that we are blessed in this community. God has been faithful to us in the past. Amen? Um, I especially want to thank Dr. Crandall because he will be celebrating his 93rd birthday tomorrow. Um, So... If you would just, um, if you would just uh, humor me for just a second, um, I'd like to sing happy birthday. Would you join me to both uh, Captain Jack and Dr. Crandall? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dr. Crandall and Captain Jack. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Thank you. You can back that out. I believe that we have proof sitting right here in our midst that God is indeed faithful through all generations. That in generations past, He has given us great men and women to hold up his cause, to champion his dreams and ideas, even into an uncertain future. And just as God has been faithful to us in the past, he is being faithful to us in the present. This day, uh, our first Sabbath in July, we begin a new calendar year of leadership in our community. And um, some of you are uh, taking up new positions of leadership in our church. And there are others who have served in the past year and who are uh, uh, taking a break or maybe switching positions. On behalf of our church, we want to thank all of you who have ministered to our church in various different ministries. I want to take this moment 
So just read these names. This is our nominating committee report uh, for this coming year. And uh, I want to read to you the names of those individuals who have uh, answered God's call and are presently evidence that God is faithful to us. In our elders ministry, um, these are our elders for this year. Phyllis Hanks, our head elder. Juan Falls, Chip Gifford, Trina Gifford, Hassani James, Orlando Magana, Ernie Mindoro, Gerardo Morales, Mimi Morales, Paul Mugane, Tom Smith, Sherry Tucker, Jason Turner, and Sharon Villarino. These are individuals who are praying for you, who are uh, caring for you, and who are leading in various different ministries and give spiritual direction to our church and support. And then there are many others supporting the different ministries. Let me read to you the children's ministries and uh, the different teachers. We have Susie Hernandez, Catherine Turner, Crystal Manuel, uh, and Sherry Tucker, and then Pathfinders. We have, we're going to start a brand new Pathfinder Club this year with Gerardo Morales at the helm, and so we're grateful for that. And Sherry Tucker, who will be taking over the Adventurous Program. We have discussion uh, classes in the morning, and their leaders, David Ahn, Richard Lewis, Francisco Ricketts, and Phyllis Hanks. We have a, a great treasury team that helps us finance everything that we do with Hassani James, Gene Eunice, and on Carmen Martinez, David Jabatista, Lisa Job, and Ellen Hanks. And our uh, fabulous ministry uh, of deacons. Uh, two weeks ago, my cousin was here in my place, um, uh, and uh, he visited our church and preached in my absence. And I got a chance to ask him, you know, how did it go? You know, just hoping that, you know, everyone behaved while I was away. And he told me, he said, man, I was so impressed by your deacons. He said, your deacons, I was really impressed. He said, they even brought me a bottle of cold water while I was preaching. And he said, man, that was amazing. So uh, a great thank you to David Martinez and the entire uh, deacons ministry team. Our music ministry headed by Orlando Magana and all the volunteers that make it happen. Food ministries. Patrice James has been doing a fantastic job this year with all the food that you see. And all of you who have contributed in small or big ways uh, make this church a warm place and a fun place to be. Uh, Sue Smith, who continues to lead out in our visitation ministry, both at the village and at people's homes. We're grateful for her presence, her comforting presence in people's lives. Uh, we have uh, Richard Lewis and Linda Lewis who lead the Correspondence Bible School. Kitty Hill and Terry Pistad who help us with decorations at special times and events of the year. Ellis Jones, our safety officer, and Ron Bauer and Jason Turner, who represent us at the school. These are individuals in our midst who are evidence that God is being faithful here in the present. Amen? I'm going to thank all of them for giving of their time, of the energy, and of their service. But I want you to know today that God has also promised to be present and faithful in our future. And that he has provided for us already leadership for the future.